The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. This is Your Life, Your Money. It's a show where we talk about your life and your money. You talk about that pinch point between your finances and the things that you want to do, the things that you want to accomplish, the, the way that you want to live the lifestyle that you want and how to better achieve that. That is why we're joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. He's one of the top financial advisors in the country and he's got a great website. Visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N.ca or pick up the phone and give him a call at 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven. Plan. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday here today. And uh, you know, as we get into the show today, there are things that you can't avoid, regardless of what the markets are doing. There are a few things that we can't avoid, and uh, one of them's taxes. And I think you know what the other one is, and that mm-hmm. is why we're going to be talking today about life insurance, critical uh, insurance, and how to better manage those things and how you can use those things to you know, help plan for your retirement, help plan for the, the next step of your life, but also plan for your family after you're gone. There are so many facets of this. I promise it's not going to be boring and it's not going to be grim. And that's <laughs> where we start today with Kelvin, the money guy. Thank you, Kelvin, for uh, for making some time today and helping explain to the audience everything that they need to know about life and critical insurance. Yeah, so good morning, uh, Chris. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, end of summer sort of vibes, end of summer <laughs> sort of feelings. There, yeah. I don't know if it's just because I, I, I live... A little bit north of the city, but I'm feeling a little bit of fall feelings in the air. I, I know, I know. I just promised it wasn't going to be grim. Look what I've done. I'm talking. I said the f word. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I we're going to lose our license. I said the f word. I said fall when we're only <laughs> in August. I apologize to everyone out there. <laughs> Kelvin saved well, me from myself. Well, it's funny, Brock, and I was sitting out last night and it was like around, I guess, eight o'clock, eight thirty, and you can feel, you can feel it getting cool, you know? So, oh well, I, I, I think, uh, I think we'll end up good. I think it'll last around October, something will be good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's always, it, that's always good. The one thing I can say is the grass is green and, uh, and <laughs> everyone is happy. Uh, you know, we were talking before we got started today about the other, the good things that are happening in, in the world at this time. We got baseball playoffs around the corner. Yeah. We've got NFL starting up. Yeah. Hockey will be starting soon. Basketball will be starting soon. A whole lot to look forward to <laughs> if you're a sports fan. <laughs> and yeah, I think many, many people are. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a good time of the year and we're changing seasons. Every time there's a change of season, we should change our habits, change what we do and embrace what's happening in the future. That's how I see it. So, so the topic I thought about today and what I was telling you is, you know, why should people include life insurance, life and critical illness as part of their financial plan? 
And it's really funny because after you I research, insurance is kind of boring, as we all know. And some of us associated with death. And, and we really shouldn't because life insurance really has everything to do with living and more importantly, into retirement. So what does life insurance have to do with retirement? Well, well, people may think you know, life insurance has nothing to do with retirement. The truth is life insurance has everything to do with it. You know, the people who enter retirement with a significant amount of they call permanent life insurance will more like will enjoy or more likely to enjoy a happier and more successful retirement than those who don't. Because there's lots of features to these type of policies that um, that gives you a lot of tax incentives and stuff as you retire. And you don't have to worry about the whims of the markets, the you know the, the whiplash of the markets, especially uh, the last probably nine months. So if you, you know, if you sit down with your advisor and see if, if these type of uh, policies are appropriate for you, you, you'll be shocked to know that it's not expensive like you think. And sometimes you have to outweigh the cost. Like everything else, you know, Kristen, life, you have to outweigh the cost and the benefits, right? Um, so those are kind of things we should think about. You know, for many people, what I see is they buy life insurance from a friend or a family member or someone they knew that just got their license, right? So they they just buy it just for so, just for buying it, right? So unfortunately, however, you know, that's how most people get their life. Most people get their life insurance. They don't buy it. It's sold to them. Right. So, so they haven't the done all of the sort of legwork or the due diligence that would normally be done if you were going to be spending money on something because it sort of came to them. They weren't going to bring it up anywhere. Someone came to them, a family member, friend, someone that they're right. associated with came and said, hey, listen, would you like to buy some life insurance? Here's a package I think would work for you. Yeah. And they're like, I don't yeah. want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's just do it. I'll sign here. Right. But really, when you think about it, you know, life and critical illness is something is something that you truly need as part of your financial plan now and into retirement. The question is, do you really need life insurance in retirement? You know, no one needs life insurance, you know, not at retirement, not ever. I think life insurance, something is about what you need is always about what you want. It's not what you need, it's what you want. So if you want to protect your the people and the things that matter to you, um, you know, you buy life insurance. If you're not so concerned about them, then you don't, right? So life insurance is a choice. Like everything else in life, we want to buy a car, whatever we want to buy, it's a choice. So no one really likes life insurance, but there are lots of people who love it for what it can do for them both at retirement and always. So that's how we have to look at life insurance. We have to look at it as an asset class. And the asset class will help us to protect, uh, you know, our lives today, our future value of our money, and and, and things will be fine. Th think about this for, for, um, for example, do you, do you have a keychain? I guess, I guess I do. Yeah, that's right. I haven't thought about a keychain in a while, but yes, I have one. <laughs> and what do you have on there? Keys to my house and my car. Okay, stop and... for a second. Okay. Keys to your car. 
Do you have car insurance? Yes, I do. Uh -huh. I see where we're going. Keys to your house? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do have a, you have a house, house insurance. House insurance? Yes, I do. Right. So what if what about so what about you? What if there's a life key? How much insurance would you buy on that? Right? What are you worth? Right? Yeah. So I think that's how people need to think about life insurance. Yes, there's a cost, and we hate paying for car insurance because if we get an accident, we try and fix it ourselves, right? <laughs> try to avoid that insurance. Or yeah, think about house insurance. We 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 try we pay for this insurance, but we avoid it. Think about something like like a critical illness insurance, right? A critical illness insurance is you know you cover yourself for a certain amount of salary. And in 20 years, if you don't get the critical illness, you get all the money back. That's you know, the best insurance that I can think of, right? Because I don't get that deal with my car. I right. haven't used my car insurance, but they're not giving me that money back. Right. So think about these things. Maybe after the break, we'll go. I'll talk a touch a bit about critical illness. But, but those are the kind of things that people need to look at. Right? I think that that's a great way of putting it too, Kelvin. I think that I... You, know, you you put a light bulb off over my head too because I'm thinking about my car insurance, which I, as I said I haven't used. But my house insurance, I was really glad I had it when the basement <laughs> flooded, right? So when you need yeah. it, when you're not, when you don't need it, you're sort of grumbling about making the payments and stuff. When you need right. it, you're really glad you had it. And if you if you have it and you don't have enough. You're pretty mad that you don't have enough because then you're <laughs> stuck holding a bigger bill whole lot more talking about life insurance, critical illness insurance after the break with Kelvin, the money guy. I want you to uh, write down this uh, website and this phone number because even if you don't need it now, maybe it's a bit of an insurance policy to have it written down and shoved in your desk drawer for when you do need to call Kelvin, the money guy. His number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Or you can visit the website. It's askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. A whole lot of your life, your money, continuing here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. You can always visit Kelvin's website to set up a meeting of your time at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L. VIN.ca. There's a little schedule call link in the top right hand corner, unless they've moved it on me. Uh, and you can go and click on that and pick a time and date of your choosing when you can chat with Kelvin about anything to do with your money life. Uh, and uh, maybe it's going to be about insurance. It's something that uh, we're talking about here today. And uh, Kelvin, uh, before the break, we started talking a little bit about critical illness insurance. Now, I think that people have always, for generations, we've known about life insurance, but critical illness insurance is one that I think the people are less knowledgeable of. And I think it's a pretty good uh, product um, because, there, first of all, you get, you, know, you're, you get insured, but then if nothing happens, you get your, your, you get your money back at the end of the term. I, explain how this works, Kelvin. 
Yeah, so so the biggest difference between um, the two coverages, life and critical, is critical illness will pay you while you're alive. And I think I think what's happening now with society, with you know pollution, environmental, all this stuff is, you know, you're finding more and more people getting cancer, right? As we get, you know, at what age? I mean, cancer hits all age, but mm-hmm. it seems like that's what's happening now. So. What critical illness does, it covers about 27 illnesses. But the three biggies, you know, is cancer, stroke, heart attack, right? Um, in our generation anyways. And the beauty about critical illness is you buy one time your income. Okay, so I'll use $100,000 your income, you buy 100000 Because if you get stroke, cancer, heart attacks, the stats tell us it might not kill you, but it'll keep you off work for at least eight months to a year. So what the critical illness does, it gives you a salary so you can go about, you know, getting treatment, doing whatever you need to do. And it it gives you a lump sum payment of a hundred grand. You can do whatever you wish with it and it's tax free. If in 20 years from now, you don't get any of the, the illnesses, you can take all your money back or you can let it ride until whenever you want to, no more payments. When I work out the math about critical illness, if you're in your if you're 40 years old, it costs you maybe three grand. I don't. I'm just generalizing, right around there. If you took that money and put it away and bought your critical illness um, in 20 years, so now you don't get it. You take the money, put it back into your RSP, and you get a big tax return. And if you do the math, it's like earning what a two and a half percent return on your money. So what did you lose? Really nothing. You're just ensuring that if something happens to you. Uh, that doesn't kill you, you will at least be able to pay your bills and move on. So there's many benefits to that thing. And you're right, people really don't know about critical illness because it's not something that we grew up with or talked about, you know? I think it's so important to think about the fact that you're you're probably, if you get one of those things, like cancer, stroke, heart attack, you're going to mm-hmm. be out of commission for a while. And the oh, stress sure. stress is a big in, impediment on your ability to recover. And if you're mm-hmm. having a hard time recovering from one of those situations, from whatever illness it happens to be, you're not going to get better fast enough or you're not going to get better to the same extent. Right. So if you're stressed about paying bills, if you're stressed because now all of a sudden I got to move, I now all of a sudden I've got there's so many things that could happen to you if you're out of work for a while because of your uh because of your illness because of something yeah. that happened to you. I can to to take that off of your shoulders I think is amazing. And then like you said, if you don't get one of these things, you either keep the coverage or you take the you take your money back and you put it into your RSP and what have you done? You you've put some money aside that you're going to get a, a right. big tax return on in the future. Exactly. And, and I think that, um, you know, and the role of the financial advisor has really changed. I mean, when I started the business years ago, all we did was pick funds and try and rebalance portfolios and things like that. Well, mm-hmm. now people are older, people are having health issues, a lot of things are happening. So us as a financial advisor have to think outside the box and look at people's net worth. You know, if you have a whole bunch of money in your RSP, you know, maybe fund the critical illness from your RSP, pay a little bit of the tax today, knowing that in the future, you're going to put it back and get all the money back, just in case something was to happen to you. 
just in case a critical illness was to happen. One of the best features, there's many features of critical illness, right? The best feature is what they call best doctors. So what happens is if you have some type of cancer that, I don't know, kind of one in a million kind of thing, you they'll find the best doctor for you living in Sweden or somewhere, I don't know. And it's paid for you through the critical illness. So there's lots of great features about it. So I think everybody that's listening should get a look at getting a critical illness. Outweigh the costs and the benefits, but I think when you when you look at it and what really happens, um, you you'll be shocked to see that it's not that expensive. Now the underwriting for critical illness is really really intense because you have to be totally in good health to get it. So do you have uh, to do a physical before you mm -hmm. you sign up before you're able to buy it? Yeah, and then they look at the history of your family, you know, like does a family have cancer and so on. So the underwriting is really, really difficult because the insurance companies are a big liability. You have to pay out right away, unlike a life insurance uh, where they don't pay out till, you know, years and years down the road. You know, I've got a couple of clients that uh, years ago, had, we did the critical illness and, uh, and she got breast cancer. And she, we only had the critical illness for about three years. And of course, she got a hundred grand after three years, paying three years into it. And it was only about maybe 10 grand she paid in, I think after three, four years. So it works out really well for people that, that you know, get these illnesses. Mm -hmm. So I think people need to explore this, um, you know, and, and see what the cost is. If you don't have an advisor, give me a call and we can work out a quote. Or go on my website and, you know, leave some information um, and, you know, someone will get back to you and kind of tell you what it costs. It doesn't cost anything to get a quote. So I would say people that are listening, uh, yeah, give us a call, go on the website and see what a critical illness will cost you. And we try and find a way to fund it. You know, life is expensive. Gas has gone up. Food's gone up. You know, we'll look for a way in, in your portfolio to see how maybe you could fund something like a critical illness, right? I think so. that, that that's, uh, you know, like you said, that the job of the financial advisors changed over the years and expanded so much. You know, if you've, you know, it's daunting to try and navigate this sort of thing on your own. It's one of those mm -hmm. things like, don't try this thing at home, kids. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if you've got someone like Kelvin, the money guy, if you've got an advisor in your corner who can help walk you through this, all of these other opportunities become open to you, things that you wouldn't necessarily consider, like how to fund it, making sure that we're funding it without you know, pulling out of your your checking account where you're paying out all the other expensive bills that you've got. There are always opportunities and, and solutions available that might not be right. you know, top exactly. of mind for you because it's not what you do every day, but Kelvin the Money Guy is exactly. doing this all the time. And, and and don't people shouldn't confuse critical illness with disability insurance that they may have at work. Mm. There's lots of there's lots of uh, differences of what happens. So don't confuse a critical illness with disability that you have at your work. Um, you know, and if you call or you talk to your advisor, they'll tell you the difference the difference between both of those. So I encourage every everyone listening, you know, pick up the phone and. Call your advisor and see if you can get some critical illness for the cost. If you qualify, if you don't have an advisor, you know, give give us a call and um, you know we can get it going and see what it costs and so on. So and that's a pretty good time. I'm sorry to interrupt you to remind people of the numbers: four one six. 
416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And the website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Sorry, Kelvin. Back to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and, there, and there's what we call there's mortgage critical insurance. So if if a covered critical illness occurs when when with mortgage critical illness coverages, you know, then they pay the um, the the mortgage for you kind of thing, right? So look into that. There's many features and many things um, that you can do with critical illness, but the the thing is questions. We need to ask questions and listen to your answers and see what bugs you, things like that, and work out all these all these type of benefits for you. So I think like so many of the things we talk about, it's not really one size fits all. There are other things. There are ways that we could be looking at these products. And it's not just here's, here's what critical illness insurance is. There are different sizes, different fits for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that's what people need to do with the critical illness. And remember you pay for 20 years and you get your money back. If nothing happens, some policies, uh, after five or 10 years, you can get money back if you wish. So there's many things for different people. We just need to figure out you. Why you know, thinking you about what you were saying about the underwriting and about the family history and thinking about the, you know, checking out your own health. Uh, I feel like it is the kind of thing that you want to do probably earlier on yes. than later. You know, don't, don't sleep on this one because you kind of, be better off and more likely to get a better coverage if you are yeah. younger and healthier. And I, I, is that is that true of life insurance as well? Better to try and get it the sooner you get it, the better. Yeah. So so life insurance. I mean, I wish there was another word for it because the, the life part confuses people with dying. Maybe maybe we should call it. Who who do you buy life insurance for, Chris? If I was to ask you, I, first thing pops into my mind is my kids. Right, that's who I I buy my life insurance to make sure my kids, my wife, taken care of in the event that I'm not there. So for for someone that you love, right? Yeah. So we should call it love insurance. I like that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, how much how much life how much life insurance do I need? Right, um, and that depends. Again, there's no there's no one answer that fits everyone. And there's a rule of thumb. It says that you know multiply your in, your annual income by ten, and that's how much you should buy. But I don't know what your debt is. I don't know what you know what you have. So we need to do the analysis and figure out what do you need, right? You know, think about think about this. Um, you know, many people. Uh, sitting on a on a income tax time bomb, right? And maybe after the break, I'll talk about that time bomb that's ticking away, and you don't even know it's ticking. Awesome! That is coming up after the break here on your life, your money. Don't forget to give Kelvin a call. It's four one six four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven plan, and that website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask k e l v i n dot c a. Hold tight over the break because you're sitting on an in income tax time bomb and I, for one, want to find out how to <laughs> defuse it. That's coming up on Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. 
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday morning. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. You can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N. Dot ca and you can set up a meeting of your at a time and date of your choosing you can send him an email you can listen to past shows all those sorts of things that you can do on his website or you can always give him a call at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN and now before the break i think we left you with some suspense calvin was talking about and it and was it an income tax time bomb? You know, I, I yeah. think there's something sort of Hitchcockian about taking a break on that, just waiting and let, letting people. What do we, what's there's a bomb under the table? Don't you know why are you talking? Why are you playing commercials when we could be talking about the bomb? What what is the income tax time bomb, and uh, mm-hmm. how many of us are are sitting a lot on, of, on the table with one under it? I think a lot of people, and they don't know, they have no idea that it's ticking. So, you know, many Canadians have vacation properties, right? Here or in Florida, you know, Arizona seems to be a biggie, California, et cetera, right? Well, it's a ticking time bomb because if that is not your principal residence, guess what? There'll be capital gains tax to pay. So many people have bought these properties years ago when it was like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand, now it's a million. Mm-hmm. Well, your tax liability is huge. So somebody one day is going to have to pay that. And if you don't do some, you know, so, so there's so a that family cottage that you, you've got, you know, in, in the Kawarthas or Muskoka or wherever you happen mm-hmm. to be, that family cottage when you pass you think oh well it'll be great because the kids and the grandkids get to you know swim in the same lake and uh right. enjoy the same space that we've been doing enjoying for generations right. when it gets passed on someone's got to pay a capital gains tax on tax and on sometimes it. and sometimes what happens it creates problems within the family so right. so there's no official estate tax in canada right but the CRA does find a way to get their piece of it. So, for example, you know, shares of a family or private company, uh, public company shares, you know, farm property. Many people bought farms years ago, right? So, farm property, rental property, mutual funds, RSPs, RIFs, and other real estate are all taxable as capital gains. So capital gains is 50% of your marginal tax rate, and they're thinking of raising it to 75%. So you, again, you have to do the math and figure out what is my future liability for capital gains tax. So the answer is life insurance. Life insurance is not taxable in Canada. The beneficiaries get paid a lump sum, a one-time tax repayment, like winning a lottery almost. But you have to pay for it. You can't win the lottery by buying a ticket, right? So it's the same thing with life insurance or love insurance. You got to buy it, you know. And many times when people pass away, the last parent passes away and the cottage or whatever comes up. Well, guess what happens? You ever hear about will wars? I can imagine what that might be. 
It yeah, almost seems like it should be a reality show, but it seems like it's pretty, it could get pretty heavy if the siblings to, are then fighting over what happens in the will. And I don't didn't mean to tie in the tax bomb with with will wars. Yes. <laughs> when the when the last parent dies, with that's when the fighting starts. Right. Okay. And that's so life insurance. So again, and then there's the will war two. The will war two is you know, second and additional marriages can can add additional layer of complexities to your estate, similar to that over a business and farms. So again, life insurance will fix that. Mm -hmm. So you have to always look into the future and say, you know, what is my liability? If you don't really care, then don't do nothing. But if you really want to pass on the asset to the next generation, you really need to sit down and do the math and, and figure it out. Is there a cost to it? Of course, there's a cost to everything, but does the cost outweigh the benefits? And you really need to sit down and do that math. People spend decades, you know, 40 years of their lives working and saving and sacrificing and doing all these things only to give it all away when the last spouse dies. Terrible. But we don't do any thinking. Financial advisors, we need to change, I think, in my opinion, the way that we look at things and, and look and deep dig into people's lives and see what they have, what they don't have. Tell them what the liabilities are, if there's any, and let them decide what they want to do. Right? So basically you're you're weighing liability versus legacy. That you know, yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people, wealthy people, think about legacy all the time. They mm -hmm. they think about how they're going to pass things on. They think about how they're going to have you know build generational uh, wealth or you know at least keep a property in the family through generations. Well, things like that. You're building something that goes beyond you. And uh, I I you know I hate to get too like philosophical about that, but that you know having passing that through your family in a way is us cheating death and being immortal yeah. in some way many, and having those memories stick with the family as well. Many wealthy people have life. It's the first pillar of financial planning is life insurance. Ted Rogers was reading years ago when he had died, how much, what big life insurance policy he had, because you leave a legacy to your kids or your grandkids. And that's how we need to start thinking about, um, you know, insurances, be it critical illness or life. After the break, maybe we'll, Touch on a little bit about, you know, kids, how you should save, you know, use insurance to save for your kids, maybe. Something that I would think about quite often. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's AskKelvin.ca. 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Stay tuned for a whole lot more of your life, your money, with Kelvin the Money Guy here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday morning. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website. It's askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L. VIN.ca and you can pick up the phone and call them anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN and you can get chatting with him about 
the future. You can get chatting about what your wants and needs are. And like Kelvin said earlier in the show, the job of a, a financial advisor, of which he is one of the best in the country, that job has changed. It's expanded. It's not just about watching the stock market and picking you know, the right, uh, the right uh, funds for you, for your retirement plan and for your portfolio. It's about all sorts of things. It's about tax planning. It's about estate planning. It's about how you're going to pass things on to the next generation. Now, Kelvin, you know, before the break, you teased a little, we'll talk about kids. And I think that, uh, for so many people, you know, I, to, to be, to cast, to paint with a very broad brush, you know, I feel that the, the mother is often put in the position to take care of kids more so than a father in, in a lot of situations. I can say that as a father, as a millennial dad, I feel like I've stepped up and as a generation, we do a lot more than previous generations did. Um, at least from the changing a diaper standpoint, but you know, there, there are differences in genders. And do we find that either by a way of marketing or by a way of just traditional roles that are, that are changing these days, we're seeing men and women deal with life insurance in a different way. Yeah, you know, for, for women, I was reading an article, it says, um, you know, life insurance is a woman's issue in the sense that they say 70% of married baby boomer women will become widows. And, and that's because women live longer and typically married men older than themselves back then. I think it still happens now, but I'm not sure. Yeah. So, so they may be widows for 10, 20, or even 30 years, right? So women's retirement is, a, is an important topic that many people uh, should be talking about, you know? So like I say, they live longer. And when you look back at a financial crisis back in 08 and 09, um, you know, a lot of things happen and health issues and so on. So, so I think women really have to sit down and, and look at that for themselves and see what, what happens. And typically insurance for women is the premiums a lot cheaper than for men. However, for critical illness, the premiums are more for women than for men. Interesting. Is I, don't, I don't know how they do that, but that's, that's what they do, right? And, and, and think about young people that are listening, or if you have kids that are young, you know, eat, if you're young, you may not have much money now, but your human capital, you know, could be worth millions of dollars. So that's why it's important for young people to have life insurance. No other financial products can protect your human capital, meaning your ability to get up in the morning and go earn a living. So people, so young or old should be looking at this. When I, when I said about kids, what I meant was there's these policies called PAR policies. PAR means participating life is what it means. So, you know, like we have acronyms in our business, RIFs, yeah. RSPs, so PAR, PAR policy. So say you have young kids, the best thing you can do is to get a participating whole life insurance. It gives the kids future cash. It creates cash values for the future to use for whatever they wish, education, buying a house, start a business, or anything else that they want. And you as the parent, have 100% control over the policy. So we get caught up in buying RESPs and so on, which is good. We should do it. 
but we neglect looking at these par policies. It's very powerful for people. So, so those are some of the benefits of a life insurance for people. So life insurance is not just for the dying. It's also for the living. And how you choose your life insurance is, is I think, you know, it could be the most difficult part for you is choosing it. Um, you know, and you have to outweigh the cost against what you're doing. And there's all types of insurance, term, whole life, participating, all yeah, kinds gonna, of things. I was going to ask about all those terms, all those things, term, whole life. If we can, I, I think for people it gets complicated and part of it is, we don't really know what that means and you don't want to ask because you seem you seem like you know how how did you go this many years uh as a as an adult and you don't know what this means but i think that it's important to get a little definition on some of those terms yeah so 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 what type of life insurance should i buy term means the term a specific 5 10 15 20 year 100 term a whole life policy is exactly what it says a whole life it covers you forever a universal life uh, is is a combination of term and whole life and variable life and index. Life. There are all these things, you know, which is the best? Well, I think the ultimate truth about life insurance is the only policy that matters is the one that's enforced on the day you die. Right? That's, uh, that's, that's the only one that matters. <laughs> There's all these different types and you can knock yourself out by researching and hemming and hawing and so on, but the only one that matters is the one when you die. So you, you really need to look into, into life insurance. You need to look into critical insurance. You need to choose what type is for you. Think of mortgage insurance, for example. There's nothing called mortgage insurance. It's just a, a, a terminology coined by the banks. And when you buy mortgage insurance, the underwriting is done after you die. So if you said you're a smoker or a non-smoker or vice versa and you die, they don't pay out, they don't pay out the premium. So the back the so everyone listening should really look at their mortgage insurance. Go and get yourself a life insurance so that when you die, the money, I don't want to kill anybody, but when you die, the money goes to the to your spouse or your kids. When you die, the mortgage insurance, well, the money goes to the bank. You know, Chris, I got to say, everyone that's listening, go and grab your insurance policy if you have one. You probably bought it years ago. It's probably dust all over it. Don't know what it's like. <laughs> Maybe it expired. Maybe it's not adequate for today's world. Go and grab your policy and call your advisor um, and explore the policy. Um, you know, so so I think... Uh, that instead of just looking at your investment statements, maybe have a look at that. I think that that's important. And I think that, you know, talking to your advisor about it and having someone walk you through it is helpful too, because honestly, like even with my car insurance, I take a look at it and I try and read to understand what I'm covered for <laughs> and what it, what's involved. And I just, I glaze over because I can't, I can't understand it for a second. So I think that it's important to have someone like Kelvin, the money guy on your side to help you walk through some of this. Grab, yeah, go and dig out your policy and grab it and let's have a review of it. Let's see what's in it. Let's see, you know, is it adequate for today's world? Many people buy term insurance. I'm not against term insurance, but the problem is that it expires at some point in time and typically expires when you're in your 60s and 70s. And, and then you can buy insurance. Right? Yeah. So, so the, I, I so the, the weighing the differences there. So you're paying a little bit less now, but then it's going to expire 
right when you might be more likely to need it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the whole gist of this. So I think people need to uh, you know, dig out their policy, give me a call, call your advisor, actually, first of all, if you have one. Um, if you don't, of course, reach out to us. And let's review the seat, the critical illness. Let's resume. Let's look at your policy you may have now and see what's appropriate for you and go from there. I think that that's, that's important to review all these things. You know, you always talk about uh, as an advisor, you know, you're reaching out to your clients every quarter or so to make sure that they're doing okay. And I think that reviewing things like your insurance uh, is, is a decent thing to do at this, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if this is sort of the, where we're at almost the changes of a season, it, it's feeling that way, things that, that symbol, symbolic things that, uh, make us start thinking about the, the end of, the end of the summer are happening. I think it's a good time to review some of these things like your life insurance, maybe considering some critical illness insurance and considering what you're going to be doing going forward to, to tweak it, to make sure that the decision that you made when, you know, you bought the life insurance when you first had your kids and now you're thinking, oh, gee, I knew it was a term and I don't know when it's expiring. Right. Well, I should probably check to see and yes. and see if I'm even still covered. Yeah. You know, life insurance, you know, it just gives you a peace of mind when you're, you know, if you're healthy, you're unhealthy, if you buy critical illness, it's just, it just, it's just another tool to allow you to protect your family financially. That's all it is. Well, Kelvin, thanks so much for breaking this down. Kelvin is one of the top financial advisors in the country. And like he said, the job of financial advisor has changed to the point that it's not just about you know, the markets and about your mutual funds or about your RSPs or your TFSAs. It's also about some of these insurance things. So when you call Kelvin, it's not just about insurance and it's not just about your your retirement savings it's about all those things holistically it's about all of those things together yes. under one roof where you know you're able to combine everything to figure out how you're going to fund the products that you have or how you're going to fund your retirement and how you're going to fund the premiums on your insurance as well to make sure that you come out on top Kelvin, thanks again for making us part of your sunday morning and thank you everyone out there for making us part of your sunday morning write down this number or give Kelvin a call today. It's 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And the website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. That's how you get a hold of Kelvin the Money Guy. Askkelvin.ca. Stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.